Good morning. A passage from John chapter 9, verses 1 to 41. Walking down the street, Jesus saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, causing him to be born blind? You're asking the wrong question. You're looking for someone to blame. There's no such cause and effect here. Look instead for what God can do. We need to be energetically at work for the one who sent me here, working while the sun shines. When night falls, the workday is over. For as long as I am in the world, there is plenty of light. I am the world's light. He said this and then spit in the dust, made a clay paste with the saliva, rubbed the paste on the blind man's eyes, and said, Go, wash at the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. So the man went and washed and saw. Soon the town was buzzing. His relatives and those who year after year had seen him as a blind man begging were saying, Isn't this the man we knew who sat here and begged? Others said, It's him, all right. But others objected. It's not the same man at all. It just looks like him. He said, It's me, the very one. How did your eyes get opened? A man named Jesus, Jesus made a paste and rubbed it on my eyes and told me, go to Siloam and wash. And I did what he said. When I washed, I saw. So where is he? I don't know. They marched the man to the Pharisees. This day when Jesus made the paste and healed his blindness was the Sabbath. The Pharisees grilled him again on how he had come to see. He said, He put a clay paste on my eyes, and I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, Obviously this man can't be from God. He doesn't keep with the Sabbath. Others countered, How can a bad man do miraculous God-revealing things like this? There's a split in their ranks. They came back at the blind man. You're the expert. He opened your eyes. What do you say about him? He is a prophet. The temple authorities didn't believe it. They didn't believe the man was blind to begin with. So they called the parents of the man, now bright-eyed with sight. They asked them, is this your son, the one you say was born blind? So how is it that he now sees? His parents said, we know he is our son, and we know he was born blind, but we don't know how he came to see. Having a clue about who opened his eyes. Why don't you ask him? He's a grown man and can speak for himself. His parents were talking like this because they were intimidated by the temple authorities, who had already decided that anyone who took a stand that this was the Messiah would be kicked out of the meeting place. That's why his parents said, ask him. He's a grown man. They called the man back a second time, the man who had been born blind, and told him, give credit to God. We know this man is an imposter. I know nothing about that one way or the other. But I know one thing for sure. I was blind, and I now see. What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? I've told you over and over, and you haven't listened. Why do you want to hear it again? Are you so eager to become his disciples? With that, they jumped all over him. You might be a disciple of that man, but we're disciples of Moses. We know for sure that God spoke to Moses, but we have no idea where this man even comes from. This is amazing. You claim to know nothing about him, but the fact is, he opened my eyes. It's well known that God isn't at the beck and call of sinners, but listens carefully to anyone who lives in reverence and does God's will. That someone opened the eyes of a man born blind has never been heard of, ever. If this man didn't come from God, he wouldn't be able to do anything.
You're nothing but dirt, the Pharisees exclaimed. How dare you take that tone with us? And they threw him out in the street. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out and went and found him. He asked him, Do you believe in the anointed one? Point him out to me, sir, so that I may believe in him. You're looking right at him. Don't you recognize my voice? Master, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus then said, I came into the world to bring everything into the clear light of day, making all the distinctions clear, so that those who have never seen will see, and those who have made a great pretense of seeing will be exposed as blind. Some Pharisees overheard him and said, Does that mean you're calling us blind? If you were really blind, you would be blameless. But since you claim to see everything so well, you're accountable for every fault and failure. Please bow your heads and join me in prayer. Dear God, for some of us, this has been such a difficult semester. From natural disasters, to political injustice, to personal grievances, and then schoolwork, jobs, social lives, mental and physical health, it sometimes seems like there's no way we'll make it to tomorrow. However, you've reminded us time and time again of your faithfulness. You've personally reminded me of your love, and I know that you give grace upon grace to each one of us as we struggle through. Lord, I ask in this time that you can give us reason to look heavenward. Give us reminders that you are in control, and that even when it doesn't make any sense to us, Lord, you are guiding us to exactly where we need to be. Allow us to let go of things that are holding us back from all that you have planned for us. Allow us to trust you enough, whether that be by putting the right person or event in our lives to see, what you are walking, to see that you are walking alongside us. Sometimes, God, we are the blind man, waiting to see all the good you have for us. And other times, we're the Pharisees, unwilling to believe that you could possibly have anything good to give. So, Lord, today in this space, I ask that you can help us find a will to see. As I light the Christ lamp, I, and as we go into our time of worship, anointing, and commissioning, I ask that you make our broken parts, our sadness, and our concerns wash away. Give us new sight to see all of the mercies you've planned new for us every morning, and remind us that you've created us all with a purpose that no one can deny or take away. Wrap us in your love today, Jesus, and let us rest in your goodness. In your beloved name we pray. Amen. Today's chapel is about healing and anointing. Some of you have participated in this before. For some, this is new. Later on, Aching will give us some more details about what exactly that all means, but I pray that you can prepare your hearts for it right now. This isn't something to be taken lightly, but also it is a great time to surrender our hearts to the Lord right where we are, in the ugly and in the beautiful. We want you to leave this space with a new hope and a reinsurance in who you are and who you belong to. But before all of that stuff happens, we first want to remind you about the people you're surrounded by. Since we are focusing on personal peace a bit more today, we still want to remind you that peace stems from within and then moves outwards. So please join me in passing the peace to your neighbors by saying, peace be with you, or whatever you see fit.
As shown in our skit, written, produced, casted by Danny Armuni, we're focusing on John 9. I encourage you today to be the blind man. Ask the Lord to take away whatever is hindering your sight. This may be something small or something big, but trust that if the Lord is to take it away, that you will be rewarded with something even grander later on. For your faithfulness and adoration is all that is required. Please turn with me to number 27 in, your, in the green book, God of the Bible, 27. And please stand.
Please turn to number 575 in the blue hymnal. Precious Lord, take my hand, 575. be seated. In Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, it says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted. Throughout the Bible, anointing is the symbol of unity between the Trinity. It, it was used to crown a king, as seen with King David. There are many different meanings that we ta can take as our own today. During the anointing time, let us have the symbol of unity in mind, so that we can also come together to help others, the brokenhearted and oppressed. It has also been used for medicinal purposes as a sign of hope and healing. That which has been anointed has been made holy, a mark that has value and purpose. Anointing can be an acknowledgement of pain, of the sufferings of this present time. It can also be a prayer, for when we do not know how to pray as we ought, the Spirit intercedes for us with sighs too deep for words. Let us allow ourselves to be surrounded by the word of the Lord and immerse ourselves into the Holy Spirit through prayer. 
Now we ask that you rise up and place your hand on the shoulders of those next to you. If needed, reach across the aisle to reach the person next to you. Let's close our eyes and bow down our heads for a word of prayer. In the name of Jesus, I claim this space a holy place of prayer, and I place it and all the people who have come here for prayer under the protection of God's mighty angels, so that all the powers of evil are hereby bound, expelled, and burned from returning. I call upon God's Holy Spirit to be present and active here so that God's healing gift may be received and God's love may be powerfully experienced during these prayers. Lord, I pray that you hold each and every person in this sanctuary today into your kind and loving hands and that you may hear their prayers and hold them in your light. Lord, for many, this fast, the first half of the semester has been really hard with school and work, friendships and relationships. And Lord, I just want to pray that you may bring a deep sense of comfort and relief to those who are stressed, those who are pained and grieving, those who have been hurt and need healing, those who are lost. Almighty God, we ask that you open up our hearts and our minds and our souls to your word and to your abundant love and mercy. May we be free from all anxiety and doubt, pain and distress, and from all the fear and uncertainty within our lives. Send your healing light and power and energy into every fiber of our being. May your love and grace flow through our lives, restoring wholeness in our relationships with you and with those, and those we love and those who love us. Anoint us with your holy oil. Anoint us with your love and your mercy, Lord. Anoint us with your words. We come before you humbly at your feet at Calvary and ask that you may see us through the coming days as we come to the end of, this first half, of the first half of the semester. Almighty God, hear our prayers, exemplify our joys, and take away our pain. All the praise and God, and all the praise and glory is to you, God. Amen. This morning, we invite you to come forward and anoint each other as part of this community. Wherever you are in this journey of question and doubt, hope and faith, wherever you come, whether you come to be anointed on behalf of someone else or a large situation that is causing grief and pain, as an acknowledgement of doubts and confusion or as a symbol of healing and hope, you are welcome. There will be four stations, um, two in the front and two in the back. And at each station, there will be someone holding a jar of oil where you'll be able to anoint a friend, a stranger, a brother, a sister, a mentor in the name of Christ. There will also be cards that the person will be holding in their hand 
with words that you can read to each other as part of the anointing. You can choose to anoint someone on their forehead or on their hand. During this time of anointing, feel free to join us in singing as well. We'll start with singing the song, Broken Vessels. Sing as you feel comfortable and come forward or go back to anoint each other as you wish.
as we sing this next song.
joy for the morning. Sinner, be still. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can heal. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can heal. Come out. So lay down your burdens. Lay down your Before we go from this place immersed in abundant blessings, let's send number 16 in the Sins of Story Purple Books, Peace Before Us. Go now in peace, immersed in blessing to love and serve the Lord. <laughs> 